We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the NBA trade deadline, some spitball, and a lot of players in the MLB are unsigned right now. Let's find out why. Stay tuned. Oh, I just scared my dog. <laughs> Yo, he's sorry. Scared. I'm sorry, Charlie. Your dog into a frenzy. It's Grindle. okay. It's okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, we are back. Everyone's here. Impy's got a vest on. I don't know why I always go after Impy. <laughs> like Impy's like, here. He's got a button up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, button up or button down? Up. I say button down. A lot of people say button down. I feel like when I, I say you know button, what? now that you say it, I think button down. So what is? You know what I think? Of, well, I call. I sometimes call polos button-ups because there's only two buttons at the top no i think that's just a you thing it's it's an interesting question yeah right button up or button down i think button down is more popular but button up it's like you know what i'm talking about mm. like I'm, I'm i'm gonna wear a button up like no one goes what it's like you know i think nah. the same with a button down though yeah, yeah. i say yeah. button <laughs> down but like because when it's winter like yo button up it's cold out there. Uh, I see. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? I like, so. That's why I use button up. It's like to dress. Warm. Here's a crazy thing. Does anyone actually button up? Or they do like, do you like when, you, when you have a button down on? Do you button from the bottom up? I or? do. I do. That's terrible. No, it's not. That's mad Greek. It has well, to be just well, hold Greek on. Greek. That's because that's because I don't I don't go all the way to the top. I always yeah. Leave but that. so what? Yeah. So all usually you would start from the top if you go and connect it. You know, neck. true story. Like I yo, that's weird. I usually I do button down. Button I button down. Yeah, me too. But when I button up, sometimes I'm like. I fuck something I fuck up at the up. bottom. Like, yeah. yeah like, nah, the no, I get to the top of my collars, like by yeah. my ear. I'm yeah. like, what the yeah. fuck yeah. is this? Because you don't live the life of having like a belly. Because for me, when shirts don't fit me, it's because of that bottom button is going to be around the belly a little too tight. <laughs> like the chest is never a problem. Right. So I so I don't waste my time by buttoning, buttoning, buttoning to get down to that. I'm like, fuck, I don't like the way this fits. <laughs> 
It's the I, same. I start at the bottom. It's the same motion if you zipper up your jacket. That's why I always do it from the bottom up. It's, it's just out of habit. Uh, I've never buttoned up. I've ever. never buttoned up. I mean, either. I haven't. I've screwed it up. So after that, I was like, yeah, it's a while. Uh, Not, but I feel like when you're buttoning up, it just starts to get all fucking flappy and shit. It comes out like. What, 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 you, what? <laughs> no, everything's nice and tight once you button up. Once yeah, you button down. Yo, I'll it's tell the same you. Thing. Listen, nah, I'm telling you guys nah. right now. Start buttoning down. It'll change your life. All right. All right. I'll take your advice, Joe. Anyway. Yo, put a pull up and put a pull up. Button, button up or button down. <laughs> do you button up your shirts or do you button down your shirts? Nah, nah. Just say button up or button down and then they got to listen to the podcast and figure it out. Facts, facts. They'll be completely confused. Yeah, but it's good. But the poll might, they might think like, oh, I call it a button down. Like, no, we're talking about the action here. That's true. That's like, true. which one do you do? He's right. Do you button up your shirt or button down your shirt? Facts, facts. Yeah. Facty, facts. Also, real quick before we start talking about sports. I hope everyone in this room has the same thing. When you wipe your ass, you're sitting down and you just like lean over, right? What the fuck? Right? I, I Is lean there another forward way? a little bit. Is there another way? You lean forward? What yeah, do you lean like, forward? Yeah. You and just, you go through your legs? No, dick. He <laughs> <laughs> goes around the back. I'm just saying, like, I don't lean on the side. Oh, I just right. scooch up a little bit. And yeah. All I right. can't wipe with my left hand. Have, Have you guys either? ever no, tried? No, no, I've no, never it's even attempted that. Very never attempted You wipe lefty? Yo, if you're weird, nah. dude. I, well, when I used to have my cast on my right hand because I broke my thumb and my pinky on my right hand. Nice. Both, <laughs> both times, <laughs> both times I had to wipe left-handed for like six weeks and I did not enjoy it. You probably had hemorrhoids. At all. I used baby wipes. Bro, if wipes. I had to wipe lefty, I'm telling you right now, a lot of hemorrhoids. Baby wipes. I used baby move. wipes. Those are the hemorrhoid, yo, hemorrhoid avoiding. Yeah. Yo, the reason why I started laughing is because I pictured you still wiping with the cast on with the right <laughs> hand. That's why I should have let you finish. Yo, no, I, I would have. I don't know, yo, yeah, I, yeah, that's why I, I would have too because I can't. <laughs> no, I, no, no. It's weird. Like I nah, hit my yeah. butt cheek and shit. I'm not I've never even like tried that. going left. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so not like, good. No, because I, I'm only asking because I know someone in high school was like, he stands up. And then wipes. I'm like, bro, what? What? He he like shits and then stands up. I think I stood up when I was like five and six. And wipes when he's standing. What? I'm like, what is that? Doesn't, and he thought I was crazy. Doesn't that make it mad hard to wipe your ass? Like your oh, ass cheeks? Yeah. Are How do you know? <laughs> well, I just know from standing <laughs> up. It's insane. It would be hard to stick something in your ass in this position. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Anyway. I was gonna. <laughs> never, let's just come on. I don't know why you this I put it on the T for all three. I know of you, you did. I was, I was just like, was you know what? Let it. me just not <laughs> open this can of worms. Anyway, the Olympics are starting today. I'm hyped. So am I. I love the Olympics. Me too, dude. man. I'm all about I love it. I'm all, I'm all about, about it. it, and I'm really big on curling. For like, it started as a. This is how I think because curling, I think, is one of the more popular ones in, in the in the winter. But I think it starts as a joke. Like, look at this. It's so dumb. And then ten minutes later, you're like. Oh yeah! <laughs> like right in the center. It's bocce ball on ice to me. Yeah. Like, Dude, just saying? being that guy, just like it's exactly what it is. You gotta let it go so gracefully. Soft. Grace, yeah, just very graceful. The most graceful people. They have special shoes. Oh, they, they got they got great yeah. shoes. It's funny, like when they release it, they like slide along with it. It's like yeah, like it's like a follow through. <laughs> it's crazy how all of them are on the same court and none of them talk to each other either. Is that what you call a court? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Ice thing. Probably yeah. a lane. There's one of them lane, on one side, yeah. one on the other side. And they're, they well, can't the talk to each other. Well, the two brushers talk to each other, probably. Yeah, they go, they do. Hey, they hey, do. Hey, oh, hey. the guy the guy who's a... No, the opponent. I'm talking about the opponents. Like, everyone's kind of in the same area. Yeah, why would opponents talk to each other? Exactly. First of all, they it, right? They're just standing around next to each other like, fuck. Also, the Italian <laughs> guy probably doesn't know how to speak fucking, <laughs> yeah. you know. They can't communicate if they're from German. different countries. I don't know, man. I went to Europe. Everyone speaks English there. 
Really? Yeah. I don't know. I have 100% no interest in the Winter Olympics. That's terrible. Why? So my favorite event, and I would say it's probably my favorite Olympic event, was hockey. And now no NHL players are going to be there. I I think that would make it even more fun. I'm cool with the amateur aspect of yeah. it. Cause like, Same. Because now you don't know what's going to happen. And exactly. a lot but you, guys but you, didn't know, you didn't know in, in men's hockey either. In men's hockey, we, we knew it was going to be Sweden, U.S., and Canada. Russia. And Russia. It's usually how it went. But like, I yeah. like seeing young prospects because most of these guys are already drafted. They're just like in junior hockey or something. So you could see like guys who are going to that franchise, and if they're really good, you're like, oh, I watched him in the Olympics before he even blew up and shit. I also just like random shit. Like, sp- I'm like, this is a sport. Like, you know the right. one where it's like cross-country skiing? They stop, take a gun off their the back, rifle, yeah. shoot, and yeah. you're like, what the fuck is going on here? I like shit like that. Yeah, it's, it's cool because like that's one of the best parts about the Olympics is like when I'm watching football, like not to not to suck at my own dick or anything like that, but like I could, I could tell you what each player abilities are you know we could all do that like you know that nelson aguilar's is where he's going to line up and what he's likely to do and what he's likely not to do so that that informs your decisions and what you're watching when you're watching the olympics you have no fucking idea who could do what yeah. where how yeah you don't know none of the people in yeah it. and it's like it, it takes you completely by surprise and it allows you to really just be a pure fan of sport that's that's why i like the olympics because it, it allows the purity of sport i guess dude you know, I, I literally will watch anything you know, i watch the combine like for hours <laughs> like 40 yard dashes that's a shit. mad weird like tradition of yours like yo combine i'm sitting on my couch right i there. just i love it that's, i don't know why that's yeah. weird no i favorite is in winter the is it called the alpine skiing when they have those like mm-hmm. thin ass poles and, like, and they, they barely go, graze them and they go in and out in and, and out and out oh is that alpine I don't I, i'm not sure i don't think it's alpine also the big jump these people are psychos yeah you get that with the, you get that with the X Games though. Yeah, my X Games. The fuck is this? Two thousand fucking three. I used to be a big X <laughs> X Games guy. Yeah, I'm big on like bobsledding, skeleton, all yeah. that stuff. Like I love that stuff. Yeah, the bobsledding, the skeleton is cool. <laughs> and then Yo, jump in. <laughs> the the speed skating. Remember the Apollo yes. and Tanono yes, back in the day? Ono. How they're so fast yet so graceful at the same time. Dude, those skates are like they look like razor blades. Yo, even figure skating, wall. yo. Nah, that's one it's thing not my I can't favorite. watch. It's not my favorite, but I will say the athletic aptitude of the people who are doing that is fucking Bar. phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Like, yo, yeah, that was how you, they that do was three, like, whoosh, 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 in yeah. a Triple row. Triple axle, right? Triple, three some, of them in a row, like and they hardly touch the ice, and I'm like, yo. How the fuck? If I try and go faster than six miles an hour on the ice, <laughs> I bust my ass. How are they doing this? Yo, gymnastics, I would like cancel plans for i'm not even kidding is that in the winter olympics nah, no, no no it's not no, but i'm just uh, saying like random like i i will watch literally anything <laughs> winter or summer olympics big winter summer guy. summer winter i prefer the summer i dude i literally will sit there and watch track and field yeah and i will not look at my phone one time. i feel like the summer olympics are the olympics and then the winter olympics are the winter olympics you know what i mean like <laughs> the fuck you know like the, the summer olympics are like the olympics is meant to be once every four years the people the best in the world come together like that's the olympics oh, I like see what you're saying. you know the ones that the greeks invented you know but the winter then, is every four years too. yeah i know but the, i mean the winter but i feel like the winter olympics first of all it's a newer tradition if i'm not mistaken and also like i don't know like winter sports are sports for sure but they're not like the sports i don't know i don't want to shit on the winter olympics but i feel like the i, I feel like they're one a one b I think winter was way better. Really? I'm all about the winter. No, I like summer. Like I said, from the bobsledding. Yeah, like, yo, yo, swimming. Skiing. I'm, I'm like all fucking in. Where am I? Especially with Phelps looking like a fish out Phelps there. Phelps and Ledecky, like, this fucking chick beat everyone by like a minute or some ri- ridiculous <laughs> time. I love the hundred meters. That's probably my favorite Olympic event. That and the two hundred. Yeah. Men and women. That's dude. That's the craziest one. It's great. 
It's just phenomenal. Uh, love it. Big fan. Gonna watch. Tonight. Tonight's the, the what first. What time does it start? What is tonight like, at 8 is the first competition. What's on? The first, the first <laughs> Hold com- on. Let me look this up. The first competition is team. Um, Isn't it curling? Curling? curling. Yeah. <gasps> team curling. Curling's Yo, another tonight? thing. It's in it's in I'm South Korea. Yes. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And a lot of it's on tape delay. Which I'm cool with. That's what I also like. I, I That's kind of lame, man. If you know the outcome, do you I, really? I, I I'm not looking the, up Olympic outcomes right. like personally. Me neither. You know? I, I know, mean, but if you're on social media, it's going to pop up. That's true. Especially with us following a lot of sports people. I mean, at the same time, you know, the, the Olympics, when they beat Russia, when the hockey team beat Russia in 1980, that was on tape delay too. So like, Fair, but that was also a different times. The finals used to be on tape delay too. What do you mean tape delay? What do you mean? It's like already it's, happened. It already happened. Not not live. It's not a live event. Oh, I mean, the fuck? I, it's better than having a live event on at three o'clock in the morning, you know. Got to do what you got to do at the end of the day. It's it's it. If it said live in the corner, I it wouldn't change anything for me. I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know so I mean? I mean, like for Olympics, I don't really keep up with. Oh, I need to know what happened in that event. Bro, there's like, luge. See when I see it. There's luge. What is biathlon? Oh, that's the sh- the gun thing, I think, or how do you pronounce it? And then alpine skiing, curling, luge, that's ski all t- jumping. That's all tonight. Yeah. Curling Alpine Luge. Deadass? Yeah. Tonight? I got some watching to do when I get home. I'm, I'm working know. overnight. No Yo, I'm looking at all the competitions. I'm my best friend, the NBC Sports app. <laughs> I'm looking at all the competitions. Yo, summer is way better. Yeah. Nah. Summer's way, way better. better. Summer's way better. Way yeah, better. It's not, it's not even. The only thing like I wouldn't watch, we're looking at the Olympic list, by the way, is probably uh, figure skating. You should you should Just give it a I try. I don't care man. about the tunes. I've watched it. It's like bores me to death. Yeah, it's a, it's very impressive. Yeah, like, it's I'm not impressive. taking anything away from them, but it's boring for me to watch someone skate circles. I need some like scoring or I'm not gonna lie. After ten crazy minutes, crazy stuff and going on. Yo, yeah. water polo, ten, min- ten minutes summer is for me. Give me that mm. heat. Curling Yo, is polos. the water polo. Of Yo, freestyle winter. skiing. That's gonna be fire. Yo, remember when we were in Cancun, Nick, when we played water polo for like five hours one day. No way. Remember? Yeah, but but also let's let's specify that the water was up to our waist. <laughs> nah, we weren't. Nah. Yeah. You could was touch it? the floor at any point. We were touching the floor. Were there were some parts in the pool where the water was up to your neck, but it wasn't like this where you're swimming in twelve foot water. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. We we pros. Yeah. <laughs> Tim's like, really? I thought um that I was, was very impressive. I- <laughs> I've been telling people my whole life that I played water polo. I just um, thought it was funny that we did that. Like, there's there's scantily clad women everywhere. It's just Cancun. We're on spring Great break, girls. and we're we're playing fucking water polo in the pool with little kids. Anyway, let's talk about the NBA. A lot of trades went down. A lot of trades. Today, a lot of trades. today went down. There's deadline. Yo, great trades and great memes from the trades. Right. The memes, memes, were memes never fail. Internet today. always wins when it comes to that shit. Uh, but Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance went to Cleveland. And L.A. got Channing Fry a first round. I thought it was a second round. First it's round. the Cleveland first it's the Cleveland, round. Yeah. It's, not, so the, it's not the Nets pick, which oh, okay. is the one that everybody wanted to get their hands on. But luck, lucky for them, they kept that. Right. And Isaiah Thomas and Channing Fry. Isaiah moves again. The dis- What a fall from grace. Did, I mean, did you see the Slam article today? No. Slam. came out like this morning. He's like, Isaiah Thomas just wants to stay with Cleveland. <laughs> He's sick of being traded and all that stuff. Yo, honestly, he traded. Goes. honestly, dude, like, that's a tough. I kind of lost respect for Isaiah a little bit today. He seems like whiny. Yeah, yo, I did, like, the whole point of me liking you is that you're a five nine bulldog who will like fight. You know, just because you experienced one year that where you were exceptional, like that, well, you got to give up the fight now. 
Like, you still got to fight, bro. You're, you're still 5'9 in the NBA. Like, stop complaining. And and at, this, at the same time, if you look at Isaiah Thomas's career, I was listening to Colin Cowherd, my favorite guy, and... Now you like now you like him. Now I'm saying my favorite guy is like uh oh sarcasm yeah, sarcastic. Okay. Sorry, now he's trying to grow on me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, but as I get older, I think he I I could tolerate him a little. He's more. the truth. But uh, big Colin guy. But he was saying how Isaiah Thomas his whole career was average 15 points, and then went to Boston, played for a good coach in a good system, stable franchise, scored 30, and then kind of went to Cleveland, who kind of has a, their heads up their ass when it comes to being a franchise, uh, unless LeBron's there, goes to scoring 15 again. It's like what is what is Isaiah Thomas really? Your uh, Matt Ryan, like I don't even know what to call analogy or your theory behind Matt Ryan. It applies to Isaiah Thomas. Mm, that's a good point, right? There's a guy who his whole career has been a bona fide six man, and then he goes to Boston. He has Brad Stevens. He has Avery Bradley next to him, which we saw what the other guard when he's an elite defender, does for your guy offensively, right? Look at James Harden and Pat Beverly. Why did that dynamic work? Because James Harden didn't need to guard Steph Curry and Kyrie and all these uh, Russell Westbrooks. He didn't need to because you had Beverly. So that one, two, that's why IT in the 10th, in, in averaged 10 points a, a game in the fourth quarter because he didn't have to play both ends of the, the court. The, the issue with IT, I think, is when you look around the league and a lot of guys are getting paid, he hasn't gotten paid yet. I believe he was making six or seven million dollars with the Celtics, and then you just look across the league. Damari Carroll's making sixteen, Mozgov seventeen, Noah. It's like, dude, I'm a, I was an MVP candidate for the majority of last year, and now I'm not getting paid, and he wants to get paid. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, because like he broke in as mystery relevant, and then last, he signed last pick of the draft with the Kings, and then he signed an ex- uh, contract. You know, he re-upped on his contract early. And that's why he's not making much money. You know, he was playing with the Kings, whatever he was at, and then he, they traded him to the Suns. Suns were guard heavy. They had all these guards. Brandon Knight was there, Dragic, Thomas, uh, Bledsoe. Like, anyway, he got dealt to the Celtics and took off. And then that injury at the end of last year, or was yeah, it, yeah, like hurt his chances of getting paid. And then the start he got off to this year with Cleveland wasn't any good. So now he's coming up on his free agent year again. It, it's gonna be he's gonna be, I think, hard pressed to get paid, you know, what he was at least expecting in his last year or two with the Celtics. For sure. And and look, I think that he's also at fault for what's going on too. You can't just come out and just throw your teammates under the bus every chance you got. And that was what was happening, right? Like, look, imagine us. We've been doing this podcast for how many years now? I think three. we're coming up on three years in August. Imagine if, if I, I got traded to a different podcast, right? <laughs> or I went, I went somewhere else. And the guy that comes in to replace me, right, he just starts telling you guys, nah, nah, you're not doing it right. You're not doing this. Nah, we should talk about this. No, no, no. Nah, I don't like how you're talking about this. He's just throwing you guys under the bus. Aren't you three going to be like, yo, man, we've built this on our own. We've we've won a championship. We've done all these good things together. You got to kind of fall into place. And IT comes out, and one of the first things he does is he gets at Kevin Love. Kevin Love, say what you want about him. He went through the battle. He went through the battles with LeBron. Went to went. To, he's been to finals and whatnot, and that's LeBron's guy. Yeah. So I think that it, I feel him, from the sense that he wants to get paid. He he knows that his time is limited, but he's also, also older too. Yeah, right? he's already turning thirty next year. Yeah, and but also you can't come into a new situation. You're the new guy in the end of the day, and just throw all these veterans that have been through the battles with the best player on the team. Uh, I just feel like he did that to himself too. I agree. He was also 
like a bull diamond player on a young Celtics team when he got over there. Like they were just getting, you know, on the come up. They just hired Brad Stevens when he got there. So he was their guy. And when he went to Cleveland, like that's just not the case. And if you're not playing O on Cleveland and you already know he's not playing D or he's easy to score over because he's a five nine, you get good looks over him all day. In the last, in the last, you know, what's, what's his worth on Cleveland at the end of the day? Yeah. In the last 30 years, no one has a worse defensive rating than him who has a high usage rate. Like he does. Like there's a guy that needs the ball a lot, but he's also a terrible defender. And I'm cool with like what Cleveland got. Like we we probably touched on that with Nance and, and Clarkson. I think they were getting younger and, Clarkson's, I think, a better guard at this point. Like he'll play both sides of the ball, and tenaciously. Especially and so with Nance, that's es- a bar. Especially with the other additions, like Joe. What was the, what, the whole like well, we're, situation? We're, we're we're kind of breaking down trade by trade. That's why we jumped in with that one first. Yeah, right. the other one was like Cleveland got also got Rodney Hood and George Hill, and then Utah got Derrick Rose and Jake Jay Crowder, and then Sacramento got Joe Johnson and uh, Shumpert. So so yeah, if you could if you could replace Isaiah Thomas and you could replace him with Jordan Clarkson and Rodney Hood like kind of like Rodney Hood could score when he's healthy and then you have Jordan Clarkson who could play these of two-way guard like you said I think they I think they they got younger they got faster they got more defensive minded I really like this trade for the Cavs I think the Cavs did a really good job today I think they're the winners of the day uh I they also these guys are more LeBron guys per se when you got a guy, a guy like Jay Crowder, who never really fit the system, uh, Amon Shumper, who sucks, Derek Rose, who does his own thing, Dwayne Wade, who does his own thing, Isaiah Thomas, who does his own thing, uh, these guys weren't really team guys. And then you're, you're trading for a guy like Larry Nance, Jordan Clarkson, George Hill, Rodney Hood. These guys are have never been the guy. So I feel like, uh, especially a guy like Rodney Hood, if you if you can get the most potential out of him, especially putting him on a team with LeBron, that's what LeBron does. He gets the best out of his teammates. I, I think these guys will be... Um, they will have that, I don't know, mentality or mindset where they're not the guy and they can listen to LeBron and like be LeBron guys. I do think that's important. Think about it like this, though, too. Do all those guys, are, are they of the value of losing Kyrie Irving? Because in the end of the day, basically the only thing that Cleveland got out of that deal is the Brooklyn pick, right? And... Just another add this to the long list of teams that trade away the superstar and never goes well for you. You never get equal value in return. If you look in the history of the league, it's always been like that. I also can't remember the last time Danny Ainge made a bad move or a bad Seems contract. Like yo, they have no bad contracts. Trade on down that to team. get Jason Tatum, draft Jalen Brown. It's insane. But I mean, Kyrie Irving also forced their hand a bit. Yeah, you know, so it's a tough situation. Like, look at it from Cleveland's perspective. He's he was vocal himself about wanting out. Mm-hmm. And like that, it just wasn't gonna work. Yeah, and then when the wrong. rest of the league knows that you don't want to be there, you're kind of forcing the, the issue. Shot. The value goes down. Yeah. I also, I also gotta think that maybe this would have been different if Isaiah Thomas would have had some time with the team to like have some practices and not be injured for the first three months of the season, because he's injured for the first three months of the season. And this is a guy who's ball dominant, who likes having the ball in his hands, who's a shot creator, and you put a guy like that on a team in the middle of the season and. You know, chaos ensues, and you saw that today. Uh, I mean, this year, I mean, you saw chaos ensue. That team did not look like it was at all on the level of a championship squad. Maybe this helps. Maybe it doesn't. Um, but, I mean, why not? If you're the Cavs, you're not getting equal value for Kyrie. I yeah. think that's that's definitely not. But, if hey, if that Brooklyn pick turns out to be some kind of superstar 
and you got Rodney Hood, and you got Jordan Clarkson out of the trade, and Larry Nance, who has you know some ability. Uh, reminds me of Landry Fields. Remember back in the day, Landry Fields. Yeah, had a lot of similarities. the issue with all these Laker guys that came, Clarkson and Nance, is that the Lakers have so many guys on that team that all do the same thing, right? You got Brandon Ingram, you got Kuzma, you got Randall. Those are all you know stretch threes and bigs that take up Larry Nance minutes. And then you look at the Lakers. Right, they got this guy Josh Hart. They got Lonzo Ball in there now. They brought in KCP. You have a lot of guards too. So now these guys are going to be playing a lot more solid minutes. For sure. I was never buying into IT coming back. I forgot who it was on the show. We were talking about you know you can't judge the Cavs early in the year until Isaiah Thomas comes in. I didn't think that was you know a smart thing to say because their issues was always defensively, and he brought you nothing defensively. Or just made it worse for that matter. A hell of a lot worse. Also, uh, D Wade got shipped back to Miami. Do you think this is last year? Like he's gonna retire? I think it's over now. LeBron gave him the Instagram shout out. He said, "This is how it's supposed to be." So when you say this is how it's supposed to be, it kind of hints to the fact that he's gonna retire after this year in Miami. Or maybe LeBron. Or maybe they both meet in fucking uh, L.A. Well, Pat Riley never wanted to get rid of him. He just didn't want to pay him the Dirk deal and the Kobe deal. Yeah, yeah. Just because you were a great player for us for 13 years, I'm not going to pay you that now. They offered him 22 mil the year he left to Chicago. Now he's they're getting him back at 2 mil. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's good hard decision. to leave, leave South Beach, and it's easy to go back. Uh, also, the Knicks got The hometown Moutier. team. Got Moutier. Future second round draft pick. Uh, Denver gets Devin Harris and a 2018 second round draft pick. And the Mavs get Dougie McBuckets. Honestly, before I do this, I want to preface this with I was completely ready to come on the show and completely tear a hole in the Knicks. Absolutely done. Uh, for those of you who don't follow me on social media, I was at the game where KP went down. First of all, the garden went completely silent. It went from... <sighs> From just jubilation, he just dunked on Yanni to complete silence as the soul was taken out of the building. I was getting ready to hear a rant against the Knicks and how nothing is good in that franchise and they suck. And and then they go and do this and, yo, this is a good deal for them. They get it's a, Like Boss said earlier when we were talking, it's low risk, high reward. A guy like Moutier who was picked sixth, fifth overall in the same draft as KP, so he's 21 years old. Uh, you're getting a guy like that who has that kind of potential. And you're giving away a guy like Dougie McBuckets, who, yeah, you know, he he has a team, but he's inconsistent, and he has a lot of he has a long way to go to be good. So, uh, good good move for the Knicks. I mean, I mean, Moody good. has a long way to go too to be good. He's sure, like raw and hasn't really improved much since coming to the NBA. I feel like, and he's lost his minutes in Denver. Like Gary Harris, they took. I mean, Gary yeah. Harris is taking his time. And they and, paid him over. And also Jamal Murray, too, they yeah. bring in. That got to be a bad sign when you draft a point guard and then the following two years yeah. you take more guards, right? My biggest concern with this move for the Knicks, what's that say about Frank? Nilakina, mm -hmm. right? You bring in another guard. And now you see what Dennis Smith Jr. is doing. He's coming into his own on Dallas. And Donovan Mitchell, who's given Ben Simmons a run for his money for Rookie of the Year. He might be the fit. Is he the favorite now? I haven't checked. Last I, feel I checked, like I I feel like he's made. I feel like he surpassed. Almost he's Vincent. he's had some monster games this year against good teams too, and he has the highest usage rate of any rookie. I I think that would be my big concern if I'm the Knicks. What does that say about Frank? Because this is a guy you took ninth, and going back to Dennis Smith Jr. and and uh, Donovan Mitchell, these guys are bowling out, and you passed up on them. Right? It's the same thing that happened with Curry. 
Knicks had a chance to get Curry. Granted, we didn't know that Curry was going to be a, a superstar like he is. Nah, he got picked one pick before our, our pick. That's what it was? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Eighth, okay. We had okay. Yeah, that's right. We we took Jordan Hill after. To be fair, <laughs> we wouldn't have taken him anyway. Yeah, yeah, probably not. <laughs> we would have figured something. But yeah, out. that that's my. I agree with you guys. How, you know, low risk, high reward kind of thing. But I, I think it's a it's a bad look for Frank. Yeah, I don't know what that says about Frank. I mean, you already have four guards now. I think it is. You have Jack, Moutier, and Frank. It might be just three. I thought there was another one. Cool. Courtney leaves a guard too, but he's not. I mean, Ron Baker, but. Yeah, yeah, Ron Baker was handling the ball. Had a good start of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if you see two point guards at a time. I don't think this says much bad about Frank. I think Frank is what he is, and I think Moutier is what, is what he is, and those two are very complementary to each other's skills. Moutier is more of a slasher type and more of the offensive type. And obviously, on the other hand, Frank is a defensive type guy. So I think their skills definitely complement each other, and they're both young. So I, yeah, I think going back to what I was saying before about you know the the Harden Beverly and Bradley Isaiah dynamic, it could be something that the Knicks might try to do now. Right. And Hornacek has never been shy about playing two point guards at the same time. So I, I you could look into it and say it is, but I, I'm not panicking and saying that Frank's done already. Hornacek's claim to fame was that he started really running the three guards in the with NBA Phoenix, the yeah. year with Phoenix where they, song, yeah. I think Tragic. they won close to yeah they won close to 50 games in the west they didn't make the playoffs but that's when he be, he like popped up on people's radars that oh this guy might know you know he's changing the game in that sense how do you guys feel about uh, Hernan Gomez the Herman, Hernan Gomez trade that was a typical Knicks move yeah right KP goes down and you figure this guy's gonna step in who hasn't been getting any time this year granted Cantor's been phenomenal 18 and 12, I think he's averaging. He's having a monster year for the Knicks. But, you know, KP goes down, and you think that Hernan Gomez is going to step in, and then they ship him away. I don't know. There's something behind that. There's got to be. Like, he went from all-rookie team last year as a second-rounder to not getting any minutes at all the start of the year and then just, like, falling out of the rotation. He was, like, I think bitching, too, about playing time and yeah. stuff. Yo, and the, Knicks, the Knicks draft guys in their rookie years. They have good years. It's... After and give up on yeah. the Knicks. The Knicks, I think, since uh, I forgot who tweeted it out since 2008, the Landry Fields year, they've had the most all NBA first team guys in the entire league. It was that was Mad Good Nick Show. Shout out to them, Story Boys, as well. Oh, yeah, I saw it on Instagram. There you yeah. go, that's what it was. So follow on Instagram at Mad Good Nick Show. It goes a uh, cheap plug. It goes, it goes to show you that this team just doesn't know what to do after. They just have no patience. Like, yeah, they, I mean, that 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 comes with developing being in anything. New York, yes, development. You, how, you, how can you develop a player? Who is it? Landry Fields, Amon Shumpert, same thing. I think, uh, well, Porzingis, Willie. Now Willie. Um, Willie. I, I think I think Hardaway Jr. had a pretty good yeah, rookie Tim year Yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. made it. Yeah. He sucked in his second year at the Knicks. He sucks again. Did, uh, yo, another, when Yanni's jumped over him, man. Yeah. I don't, oh I don't think Hardaway God. sucks. I, he, I don't know, man. He's... You know, the Knicks are in He's this hole so now because he dumb. missed about 15 games for them, too. He's a big part of what they do offensively. It's true. And when he gets hot, he he's another one here. He's just like a a volume shooter, but he doesn't shoot at a high enough clip to be a volume shooter that's going to be effective like day in and day out. I don't know. He's he's just such an in-between player. It's kind of like a like a Jamal Crawford. He's probably the best scorer the Knicks have, though. See, if, if like he right could, now going forward. If he could come off the bench... If we had a good enough squad where he was the... Yeah, well, then we'd be a playoff team if right, that was the case. Right, That's where he needs to be. I think his best role is sixth man off the bench for a playoff squad. If he could be the main scorer on a second unit, that's the perfect role for him. The perfect role for someone who could score in, in those types of bunches and not be as consistent and won't kill the team when he sucks, you know? 
Yeah, but I mean, boss, you brought up a good point. They they can't. They have to play him big minutes because they don't have a, a deep enough team. Tim. Yeah, yeah Tim Hardaway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Moutier is not scoring now. Like he's not a shooter. Yeah. We have Courtney Lee, who's that's the only thing he can't like dribble. Tim Hardaway can dribble and like set up his own shot. Courtney Lee, he can, I guess, but Tim Hardaway is definitely more prolific. At Hard- it. Hardaway is definitely the only guy that could create his own shot. Yeah. On that offense. I'm excited about Moutier too because if he develops that game, if he if he continues to progress, then he could be that kind of guy. He's quick enough. Eh. He's strong enough to the to the hole. He's strong to the hole. Finishes well. He is, but it's been like you know a couple of years already, and nice. like nothing has developed. He's 21 though, and he's I know, in Denver. There's been so what? Denver's got good guards there now. Give it a try. We'll see. Denver. I don't think it's a bad trade by any means. I just don't. I'm not like that high on Moody. Like I think it's a low risk. Like I said, low risk high reward. I don't understand why people give up on lottery picks that are not like 23 years old yet. They have the luxury too, though. Like we said, they're they're going oh, for sure, out. for sure. But still, man, kind of don't don't sell your stock on these guys, right? You see Stanley Johnson now in Detroit. He's getting big minutes since they made those trades, and he's he's balling. Yeah, and and the Pistons now they've won, I believe, five straight games five since, with Blake. since Blake stepped into their lineup. But now this kid is coming in, and he's young too. He's twenty one, twenty two years old, and but he's getting minutes. You gotta let him play. You gotta let him develop. Justice Winslow too, same thing down in Miami. Couple guys got hurt. He stepped into the lineup, and he's been pretty solid for them. Is there any other trades you guys really want to go over? There's a bunch of them that happened, but nothing like too crazy. A lot Not of uh, we'll take this guy and wave him for you, kind of. Yeah, deals. I know Derrick Rose got traded, and he's probably gonna be waived. And you already did. Ha- yeah, we did You're the Derrick Rose. Rumor have it is, uh, rumor has the Timberwolves are gonna sign him. A little reunion with Tom Thibodeau, a little reunion with uh, Jimmy Butler. That could be good. Hey. I root for Derrick Rose, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm in Derrick Rose's corner. I like Derrick Rose. It's all it's all good until he plays for your favorite team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for real. And then and then you just realize this guy just disappears. Doesn't Literally. show up. <laughs> Legit, just disappears. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Every year, yes, nah, like think about yeah. his future for ten I games. Mean, he's got some shit going on. You never know what's going on mentally, like mental health. He is the ultimate. He's been through a lot. Ultimate take care of the team guy. What I mean by team, his boys. You guys see that article that popped up about uh, what Adidas did? In his Adidas contract, Adidas paid his brother, I believe, $75,000 a year. Or maybe nah, even no, more. Best oh, yeah. Best that's friend. what it was. Yeah, his best friend. It was 250 He was a consultant. His brother and his best friend got seventy-five to 80K a year. Must be nice. Must be nice is right. Listen, I love you guys, but... You wouldn't try and work that out? I mean, he's made them a ton of money, yo. Putting out sneakers when he was like at the MVP. Keep in mind, Adidas was doing the jerseys then. His jersey sales are always top 10 in the league when he was with Chicago. Well, I was going to say, I love you guys, but I'm not going to give you 75K a year for no, for a consultant. Hey, hey. Just negotiate You that. give a man a fish, he You're eats You're not giving day. it to me. Adidas you is teach a man to fish, he eats forever. Yeah. That's what that's what podcasts is. This is what the podcast is about. And baby. also, we're Derek talking about a, a $100 million deal. You'd definitely buy us cars or some shit. I know you, yo. <laughs> I think he's got you pegged, man. I, I, I would... I would expect something generous for the for so, the yeah, for you, the, yeah, yeah. yeah you guys get the fiats. I'll get you a fiat. <laughs> I mean, I take a caller. I don't care what shit. No, it. paid off. Sign me up. <laughs> Gas. <laughs> Gas is a huge no. perk for Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. Uh, all right, let's get to spitball here. <laughs> Starting with ratings down, bets up. Super Bowl Fifty Two is down ten percent in the ratings, but. Most wagered Super Bowl, according to Vegas, $158.3 million. 
Vegas accounts for about 5% of the betting handle. <laughs> so a shitload of money was made illegally. Wagered well, illegally. Also, down 10%, but still in the top 10 ever watched programs in the history of television. Insane. It must all be the Super Bowl then. Um, it's eight out of eight out of ten of the Super Bowl. I think Mash. And then Mash the, the last episode. Yeah, the last yeah. episode of Mash I only know that then, because they always mention it yeah. anytime a new Super Bowl. How many Bowl. people watch Mash? Do we know? Else. It was a lot. It was they're like number five on the list. I'm sorry, I have to look this up. Mash yeah, Nick, finale. Are you, are you scratching numbers? your leg? I'm rubbing my knee. Yeah, it looks like you're jerking it. Yeah, you're like jerking on the table like, oh Mash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love a good Mash. <laughs> I didn't even know Matt. F- Apparently, like 180 million people watched yeah, the last episode. final episode. Isn't it on after? It's on after the game, right? So I feel like people just left their TVs on. Nah, like, no, no, no. This was a very popular series. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, back when TV only had like three series. Yeah. 105.97 million. Hmm. That's insane. I thought Seinfeld was the one. Well. This is back seventy six. Like like Crushed Tim was crushed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, back in that day, it was what Tim was saying. Pressure. Only three networks had TVs. There was probably only two series that were dope, and you couldn't stream anything. So you legit had to wait an entire week. Or or the only stream that they knew was the stream. This is spitballs for going fish. way too long, but. <laughs> Yo, you guys remember TV Guide? You had to go to a channel to figure out what was coming on. You had to wait. And you had to, Motherfuckers yeah. don't know about that shit. Let you that ever shit, have the TV Guide scroll. on your... He's like, yo, I just missed the yeah, channel the, I want. Yeah, the, the worst is when, because Channel 28 and 29 was ESPN to ESPN 2. Mm. When, like, you turned it on and it was just, like, getting to 30. And you're like, no! Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> fuck, I just missed. Um. Anyway, <laughs> let's get to this one. What is this, five? What is that? What is this? Two five, cuz two five. I don't know the way it's written. Barry Bonds, this is his number. If you don't know, now you know. Mm. As uh, my Snoop Dogg, who said Biggie Snoop. Oh, yo, <laughs> oh man, yo, trade in your yo, you gotta get oh, yo, edit, edit, yo, yo you, just, you, gotta, oh. you gotta get delete, your delete, yo, delete. You got a little yeah, NY, some NY card, you gotta revoke, get that that's revoke terrible. for a little bit. You should, <laughs> you should move to New Jersey now. I'm terribly embarrassed. Hey, yo, you're, <laughs> yo, you're ready. Who's that? Pete Diddy. Yo, edit button. Let's go on with the show, please. Something. Like. <laughs> Two five. Barry Bonds getting his number retired by the Giants, number twenty five, and they'll be playing the Pirates, which is dope, because uh, those are the only two teams he played for for his illustrious career, which is tainted. Word. Uh, New York finally gets their QB. The Yankees traded for the rights to Russell Wilson, uh, who, by the way, has been playing uh, some. Spring training baseball for the Rangers. Play second base. Used to be a baseball player. Uh, he will re- report to spring training this year. So uh, get ready to see Russell Wilson in some pinstripes. What was like? Were they just fucking around at the meeting? Like, let me get uh, fucking Russell Wilson too. I mean, yo, I bet you he's a great guy to have to come into that locker room. He's a winner. Yeah, and he probably gives some dope speeches as a quarterback to hype your team up. So I mean, I feel like. He's someone you want around the team, and he's on yeah. your team. Why not? Future considerations. Like, and you always sell tickets. Sure, his name Jerseys. will get He'll people get a jersey. He's gonna be yeah. at, he's reporting. Same reason why the Mets signed Tim Tebow. Same shit. Yo, Tebow's going to play so on Russell that Wilson's field. A Yo, the New York baseball teams have better quarterbacks than the New York football teams. Drip, <laughs> <laughs> uh, drip. The Pelicans and Pacers game Wednesday night was canceled because of a leak in the roof. That's terrible. Yo, tell them why you, you, you're so concerned about that. Well, number one, <laughs> the fact that you need to worry about the weather in a basketball game is kind of ridiculous, yeah. right? In baseball, I get it. You have rainouts all the time. But 
in the NBA. That's a little crazy. And I lost $12 because I game stacked that game on DraftKings. That's why. Terrible. Uh, 221. 221. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 221 UFC this weekend pay per view. Uh, shout out to our very own Dalam. Yeah. Big money. Quali season. He Whoa. won qualifier. Round three. 217. And uh, this is the final. And, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an eh card. Rockhold, Romero, main event for the interim title. Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt's on there against Blades. That's a good heavyweight fight. Uh, Yo, Blades, by the way. We'll see a finish there, Phenomenal no doubt. Man. And I'm most excited about Ty. Ty Tuivesa. Mm. He had a pretty impressive flying knee knockout in his first UFC fight. And he's going against Cyril Asker, who's... Who looked like I watched him fight? I think he was on the Poland card on Fight Pass a couple of months ago, and he just like doesn't move. He looks so, like he's old as hell and doesn't so move. He's gonna catch a knee. So I'm feeling nah or a fist. I don't know something. <laughs> there's, gonna be, there's a lot of finishes definitely for sure on this card, just not like the name power. Okay. Shout out to Ben Win. Ben, 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 ben ten 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 Ben ten on the on the ben the undercard. That's my guy. Uh, this is how horror movies start. 12,000 staff members were quarantined at the Olympics after 32 people associated with the Olympics were diagnosed with neurovirus on Tuesday. 54 more are known to have caught the highly contagious illness as late as Wednesday, according to the Korean Center for Disease Control, according to Yahoo. No athletes are known to have affected to have been affected by the virus, which is accompanied by, ready for this, severe abdominal pain, mm-hmm. severe diarrhea. I'm with that. And severe vomiting. Wow. Just exiting stage right, left, and center. <laughs> there's, always, there's always some sickness going around around Olympic time. Remember in uh, Rio with the lake? It was like the flu. Oh, yeah, that's shit. right. Well, apparently. It was like, no, it was Zika. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, I don't know. Where, I, I can't remember where I heard this from, but I heard this from someone with in the Olympics. I wish I remembered who. But, you know, I don't know, have great memory. But... They told me that the dirty little secret of the Olympics is that everyone fucks. That they, was a, they're all up in the. There was a Maxim article about it. How it? Oh, is there? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, like everyone is in their little dorms and shit, and everyone is fucking at all times, all, all throughout the day. It's the the Olympic Village. Yeah, the Olympic Village. There's yeah. been stories about the '92 Dream Team. That you know, this is the greatest basketball team ever assembled. They fucked. They were beating people by seventy thousand points. And they were just teeing off in Spain and Barcelona too. Some of the all, right, all, all the volleyball players are getting it. God bless Barcelona. <laughs> is it's is volleyball even like? No, the volleyball girls Summer. are hot. Volleyball girls were always the hottest in my college. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? The team one, not like Misty May and shit. Even though Misty May, Matt gold tra- medal. She's Matt a trainer. Matt Trainer. Isn't one of them married to Nomar? No, no, no. That's Mia Ham. There's a. She's married to Matt Trainer. Matt Trainer, former catcher for the. That's what I, I knew. It was a baseball guy. Matt Trainer was my guy. Yeah, he was good. Speaking Style, of gamer, like jobber, kind of. Jobber. <laughs> Jobbers. <laughs> was that the French like yeah. pronunciation? Oh, Jobber. Uh, speaking of baseball, a lot of free agents have not been signed. Uh. Any theories? I have a theory. Uh, the Yankees move to get Stanton. And them in general just trying to cut payroll because after they, they're trying to get below their luxury tax. And so are a lot of teams like the Dodgers who have been big spenders the past couple of years. 
You know, they traded for that Carl Crawford contract. They took on the Becca contract. They had Adrian Gonzalez signed to a big deal. But, uh, you know, those big market teams are now trying to get under the luxury tax. And when they're not bidding or competing to sign anyone, there's no one to bid against. And I think that hurts the big-name free agents who are looking for big bucks, like a J.D. Martinez who has an offer from the Red Sox, supposedly 5 for 125. I heard it's for 100. I heard 125 on Roto. I heard that on Roto World. Interesting. But um, he was looking for $200 million before the start of all, the offseason. So he's finding that hard to come by. And with no bidders, um, he's just not going to get that. And then you have teams, like I said, that Yankees move to get Stanton – Teams perceive them as the favorite now, the Yankees, and the Astros still have the same team pretty much uh, to win the World Series. And the Cubs are young and they're they're growing as young bucks under good contracts for the time being. Nationals are still good. Nationals are still good. The last year with Bryce, um, it's tough if you don't feel like you're going to win. The owners feel like, then why should I pay anyone money? They're not in the business of being a middle of the pack team and paying big bucks. And the tanking has taken over sports, in my opinion. So if you're not going to be good, ship everyone off. Similar to what the Pirates have done with Garrett Cole and Andrew McCutcheon. They figure they're not going to be good. They don't want to spend money on the big-name free agents. Let's lower our our payroll, increase our chances at a better pick to bring up the farm, and go from there. International spending money, they'll save a lot more on that. So that's my theory is that the Yankees' stand move kind of ruined a lot of things. For the free agents. But am I crazy for thinking that, like, how... Obviously, the draft helps you. But it's not like in the NBA where you draft a guy and he could change your team, like, right away. These guys play in the farm system for how long? No, but that's but that's why these trades are so prominent. Is because yeah, but the, what I'm trying to get at is, like, wouldn't tanking in baseball have to be multiple years of tanking? It is. It is. But, like, how can you, as an owner or, like... Like one bit, like, you know, we're just gonna suck for the next five years. But a lot, but, but a lot of teams trade for prospects that they already know, right? Right. You you trade the established guy to get prospects. That's what the Cubs are doing when they're cleaning house. That's what everyone does when they clean house in baseball. Like I, I think of there's a I have a theory of myself. Do you, have you guys know what's going on in China right now? Well, what, what has been going on in China in terms of population? Man, so, fucking people, dog. There's a lot of people, but specifically, there's a lot of males. Right. And what happened was there was a one-child policy in China. And when you fuck with nature and you fuck with the freeness of the market, right, shit gets haywire. And now there's 50 million more dudes in China, and a.k.a. This is, that's why sell, sex dolls are getting sold like crazy because these dudes would rather fuck a doll, and it makes sense because there's no women, right? So let's, let's apply that to baseball, right? Baseball decides they, they want a more even playing field. Right, the, the big market teams shouldn't be the only teams that have can go for viable free agents and shit. So what do they do? They have a luxury tax, and after the luxury tax, teams that are luxury taxing are revenue sharing. Right, so now everyone in the league is getting a piece of this big pie, and what happens is when that happens, teams no longer have to be competitive. So when a team like the Padres can make just as much money with or without Eric Hosmer, in the past, getting Eric Hosmer for them is a no-brainer. But now it's not such a no-brainer because you're still operating in the same business model. On top of that, you have the new Moneyball era. And these guys, it used to be where people didn't know so much about you that was, you know, maybe even damning sometimes. Like, if J.D. Martinez just straight up average home run 
RBI totals on base. I mean, slugging percentage. The classic stats. He is a two hundred million dollar player. But when you go closer and closer and closer, you're like, all right. So, but I can get this person to do this the same way in Moneyball. Like instead of having Jason Giambi, I could platoon Jeremy Giambi and Scott Hatterberg, and they will, and them two combined will give me the same production as a Jason Giambi. And what and what happens is you see that all over the league, and people are opting for the younger more potential instead of the old guy who costs more money. And I think there's also a third option. Third option is the tanking, like Boss said. One thing with the tanking is there's a lot of people available this year for trades. Like the Giants needed a third baseman, and even though it was a third base market, they were able to go out and acquire an Evan Longoria, right? And someone needed an outfielder, they were able to acquire Andrew McCutcheon. Those Giants too. But like these are, these are, they didn't get Lorenzo Kane and Eric Hosmer. You know, they didn't get the corner outfielders that were in the free agent pool. They got the corner, the the outfielders and the infielders that were available via trade. So I think all those things together, plus maybe the owners just don't want to pay these fucking salaries no more. Finally, <clears throat> you guys were spitting bars. I think that's the that's it. Teams are tired of getting burned by 10-year contracts for $300 million where you're paying for the first four or five years where you're getting him at an elite level. But what are you going to do on the back end? Look at A-Rod. Johan Santana's contract was crazy. David Wright's contract is crazy. Anywhere you look around the league, Pujols. I don't know if I mentioned Pujols, right? But he comes over to the Angels. First two, three years, it's all nice until you're looking at your your book and you're saying that he got to make $30 million and he's washed now. Mm-hmm. And teams, they don't want to get burned by that. They don't want to give you Miami's hype that they got away from that Stanton contract. It's a lot of money to dish out. Those 10-year deals, seven-year deals... It's a lot of time to spend at one place too. It's also worked out before. Like you look at Houston Astros, like you know the team says, "Bear with me, we're gonna be bad for a few years," and look what happens now. Like five years later, it, you also got to think about it from the players' perspective. I can understand why they're so angry because, at the end of the day, the real the real thing is the owners seem to have banded together and said, "We are going to put a cap on what free agents can make," and they're banding together and they're doing this and they're. It seems like they're sending a message. And the the message that the players are sending is, hey, you make more money than ever. The brand is more popular than ever. There's more people in the seats than ever, ever in the history. Even when baseball is on its highest popularity, it wasn't making as much money as it's making now because of all the different ways you can make money these days. So the brand of the MLB, even though they, they may not be the most popular sport in America anymore, is still more popular than it's ever been, just the brand. Right. So with that being said, the players want a piece of that. The players are like, we deserve these rising contracts because as profits continue to rise, salaries should continue to rise. And I don't think they're wrong either. Like, I don't have a problem with J.D. Martinez not signing a $125 million contract because he might be worth $200 million. And if the reason why he's not getting paid $200 million is not because he's not worth it, but because the the owners are deeming themselves like we don't want to pay this no more. That's not acceptable to me. You think if Harper and Trout were in J.D. Martinez's situation right now, they wouldn't be signed if they were asking for $300 million? I mean, those are two best players in baseball, though. Machado, then? Also also another top 10 player. But I'm saying, J.D. Martinez is not a bum, right? All right, he's not on their level either. But I think that teams, if they want to make a commitment like that, Harper's going to be... 25 26 when he's a free agent i'm down to give him an eight-year deal because he's 26 
right? I'm not giving Cano a 10-year deal when he's 31. Uh, I'm just not doing that. And Darvish is in his 30s. And what's the last thing we saw with Darvish? Game seven, he couldn't get five outs. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was four outs he got. And then bedtime, sorry, you just cost us a World Series, right? And team teams look at that in the big moments. You always bring up Phillip Rivers, right? He hasn't done it in a big moment. That's why you think he's overrated. That's why you think you're not a fan of his because he hasn't done it in a big moment. Darvish had his big moment, and teams look at that. Teams yes. look at things like that. You're right. Kirk Cousins, too. There's what? a lot of people that are skeptical because every primetime game, he's pretty much shit the bed. But what about a guy like Hosmer who has proved himself to turn up to the upteenth degree in big moments? Like, he he is the big moment guy. Like, why isn't he signed? I don't know how much is he asking for. Is he asking for a crazy deal like that, too? See, he's, he's I would imagine he's young. It's just tough because there's no market either. Like, I mean, obviously there's no market for anyone right now because no one wants to pay. But San Diego and Kansas City. Yeah. Like, that, when was the last time they spent a dollar on anything? So, you know, it's there's there's no bidders. And that's why the price is not going up. That's why they're not getting the price they want. No one's willing to pay, and that's it. I was reading a Deadspin article, and you could say that there's 14 teams actively trying to not win right now. That's it's half the league. Yeah. It's too much. It's too much. Especially when you have a 162-game season, that's too much. And they're, they're going to start to feel that. There's got to be... There's got to be some type of see. This is what happens when you fuck with the free market, though. Is is the problem though the amount of money or is it the length? Because why don't they just start making contracts? Like why don't they band together and just make contracts? Like let's just max it at five years. Because guys like security. You have right. to give. Like, All right, players. but if, if everyone's like, we're not doing that anymore. What do you? What, what chance do you have? To you're what, either not going to play baseball strikes. or you're going to take this five five that's years. What, that's what's happening. That's what's happening right now, and I. And, I'm telling you right now, man, the players are not just going to take this. The players are not just going to accept the owners saying that. They're not. They're might they be, have to. Um, no, they don't. What, what are they going to do? Strike. They could strike. Strike. What, these guys who are not getting paid? First of all, the MLB is opening up a separate spring training just for guys that are unsigned. Free agents, yeah. So, so they could keep their skills sharp. There's enough guys to do that. That's a problem. That's top a, guys, no less. Top guys. That's a major problem. That's a big-time problem. That you can't have that. You can't have a. You can't have that in your sport. But you also can't have eight to ten year contracts. That's insane. True. Why would you expect that? Didn't Cespedes sign a three year deal? He but did. he made what ninety million was it? Was didn't he get a seventy five? Yeah, like that's the Mets would sign up for that because you're still getting. Well, he Cespedes. fell into the Mets' lap too because no one wanted to pay him last right. year. Right. Good point. Yeah. Like in the term, no one wanted to give him. And the that's going to be J D. Martinez going to end up signing with the Red Sox if I if I think that that's correct and he's going to end up getting like five years 125 million and not the 200 million that he wanted i think hosmer is going to end up in a short-term contract in san diego it's going to i but you got guys like jake arietta who has been a, a top 10 cy young candidate for the last two seasons it's like i don't know i don't know i think that you'd pay arietta though big money like that if i can get him short term like i'd pay him i'd pay him big money for three years if I'm a team like the Orioles. Dude, I mean, they have to see that if they keep getting burned like that, I understand that people want security or whatever. And, like, in the NFL, they need more security than anyone. And they take five-year deals. Like, fucking baseball, you could take a five-year deal. Dick, what the fuck is going to happen to you? But the life of a football player, like, that's a long contract for football. That's what I'm saying. The lifespan of a baseball player is much longer. Right, so... Let's say you sign a seven-year deal as a baseball player. Even so, like yo, but even so, like a quarterback, like you're not gonna give fucking 
Andrew Luck or someone like a ten-year deal. I think you do. I think they'd be I able would. to, but I don't think their cap works that way. Or the, the you rules don't give are... him a ten-year deal because if he gets injured or he's not playing anymore, who the fuck's going to hold on his shoulder? On yeah, but they're also. Not... I know, but that's what could happen in ten ye- a decade. You're not worried about a, a, a career-changing injury. Like, of course that can happen. We're playing yeah, professional sports. But, but it's different because their contracts are not guaranteed. So even if you sign a guy like Albert Hainsworth, six years, $100 million, you cut him after year two. Yeah, but even so, I'm saying like in baseball, like what real, uh, you know, danger do you have? Like what al- life-altering like uh, injury get, can you go through? That's why they get the term. That's why they get the ten-year deals. Yeah, I know, but it just, but it's like, okay, but like, you want security, but like, you get security for five years and then get another contract. You need ten years. Ten years at the same rate, though. Yeah, and also think about a pitcher. You get Tommy John surgery, and all of a sudden you don't have insurance if you're not employed, and you have a major surgery on your hands. That's rough. Yo, it's crazy. Like, dude, five years is a long time. I was looking and they're going to get a shit ton of money too. Tanaka, who was supposed to, like, who was everyone thought he was going to opt out, like he had a monster game three to keep the Yankees alive in this playoffs against the Indians, seven shutout, and he killed in the playoffs. And I was like, oh, he's gone, he's gone. And now it's looking like he made the right move to opt in. Three years, sixty-seven million left on his contract, and he said he wanted to stay with the Yankees, and it's about twenty-two per, and it's looking better than any like anything anyone else is going to get on this market. So props to Tanaka for. I don't know if he saw this coming or what, but. It's looking like a genius move on his part. I will say this, man. I think we're this is just the tip of the surface of the story. I think there. I think that this the begin. This is just the beginning of a very long. I mean, story. it has to be. We've never been close to March and these big names unsigned like this. It's ridiculous. Pitchers and catchers are reporting in like five days. So, the most veterans ever. Ever are free agents right now. I think they they want to make a change, and I don't think it's like bad. If it's the years. Aspect that you're talking about, I see your point. I yeah. do. But if it's the money, I see where the players are coming from. Where but it's I, like I don't think it's that because it's like it's it's a, a, a combination of both. Like I'll pay you five years worth of whatever, but I'm not going to pay you t- for ten years. Like I don't even want anyone for ten years. Like anything could happen at that moment. Or you know, like I mean, like I said, I'm just reiterating at this point. Ten years is a very long time. Do but I want this guy for ten years? This is how you get guys. Like when the Yankees, the Yankees were trying to keep Cano, but not for ten years, and they out, they were outbidded, and that's what was going on at that time. Like it was, it's just a bidding thing, where things were getting driven up to ten years at that at that point. Right now, no one's bidding nothing, and now it's yeah, now it's just low. Right. Don't you think it's because they've learned from the mistakes of some of these contracts that you've seen around the league that haven't worked out with these lengthy deals? I think yeah, and also. Like I said, with with Moneyball, everything's so measured these days that, you know, as long as you're a big on-base guy, like, there's no difference between, in in their minds these days, a 320 hitter who has a 380 on-base percentage and a 290 hitter who has a 380 on-base percentage. They're both on-base 38% of the time, and that's all that matters. So when you you think about that, like, it's, it's hard to differentiate yourself above and beyond the rest of the guys because of that. Because of that, just the strategy of baseball these days. Hmm. Analytics, right? Yeah, analytics. Too many stats. They're the king like of advanced analytics to yeah. baseball. They're baseball the ones that the introduced it, and then it just poured into all the other sports. Yeah, they're the most progressive in terms of advanced analytics. Do you, do you really think baseball players deserve 10-year contracts? I think baseball players deserve what the market dictates. 
that's but that's not what I'm asking. The, the market just dictates the money, the years I'm talking about. If you're asking me what I give like the next free agent class 10-year contracts, 100%. I would never do that. You want to give Bryce Harper and Mike Trout 10-year contracts? Yo, anything could happen. Yo, I'm, yes, give, but like, I'm giving them 15-year contracts. You're assuming you're going to get a great five years and a chance to win when you add that player to your roster. Especially, but that's the thing. These, dude, Bryce Harper is... Bryce Harper is 25. If I can have him under contract till he's 40, All right, 40, so let's not, talk about, let's not talk about Bryce Harper then because he's like the right, one, but it's one, similar, one A, one B, whatever. You'll nah, put him in right. trail, whatever. It's similar to what the Yankees did in 09 when they bought in Burnett, CC, and Teixeira. Like yeah, Teixeira was a great Someone like J.D. Martinez, would you give him nine years? I mean, he's old. I don't think he's asking for Well, nine. he wants he eight. Wants seven. He wants was seven? Right, I think eight. he wants eight. Eight. And they're offering five. That's a, that's a long way away. That's almost half. Yeah. I think it's the total number too. Like he wants two hundred mil. Keep in mind, baseball is guaranteed too. Like Nick said earlier, so it's a lot of money. Or right now, the market's not dictating that for JD Martinez because. But the thing is, is it because no one thinks that he's worth eight years, or is it because of collusion? Because those are two very different reasons, and those are two very different things. Because if JD Martinez is not getting that money because there's just not uh, competition for him, like like Ball said. The reason Pujols signed a ten-year deal is because the only way they were prying him from St. Louis is because is with a ten-year deal, because the market was that that thick for Albert Pujols. But when you're talking about JD Martinez, it looks like it's the Red Sox and no one. So you're not going to get the amount of years you want. But is it the Red Sox and no one because no one else wants JD Martinez, or is it the Red Sox and no one because the owners have decided that? And I think that's that's the game you're playing right now. Why would an owner not want a good player? Because because they're not going to win. Like they they also don't think they're going to win. Like if JD Martinez isn't putting them over the top, like he might with the Red Sox, then is there really a point of me paying this guy for this long? And we don't know when we're going to compete by. Like we not be competing by until year five of his contract, and by then he'll be playing the back end of his career. My point is, even with Bryce Harper, right? You give him a ten year deal. That I think just sets a precedent that like players who are like a little that are like a tier under them are like, oh, I could get eight years in. And now it's just like, all right, if they're getting eight, then some fucking other idiot's gonna get six years. Where it's like, why would I sign this guy for six years? The the reason why I think Bryce is a bad example is because of his age. Right? A lot of these guys twenty three. A lot of these guys that we've mentioned have been in their late late 20s 29 30 31 range and then the owner is thinking yo with a-rod a-rod got suspended his towards the tail ends of his contract yeah and then didn't he get hurt too wasn't yeah, it his hips were like yeah gone. he was shot and you're paying him i don't know how much they were paying him a year but it had to be in the 20 million range and you he wasn't a 20 million dollar player sure the first three four years that they're there five even it's great but then the the back half you're looking at that contract like he's chandler parsons it's just not a good deal at the end of that. Yeah, for sure. And that happened with Teixeira and Sabathia, too, when they were playing. Like, I, as a Yankee fan, those were down years. They weren't making the playoffs, and it was like a new thing. And then these guys are eating up all this money. I'm just like, dude, where the fuck are these guys' contracts off the books? Like, I don't even want them here anymore. And they're playing by default because of what they're getting paid. Like, they're going to be in the rotation, and Teixeira's getting ran out there at first base, no matter how good the prospect is behind them, because you're paying him that much money. The only good so. thing about NFL contracts is that if you do give a bad deal to someone, you can get away from it the next offseason. Right, Whereas is. with baseball, even NBA, you know, the Knicks are handicapped for the next two years because of J- Joe Kim Noah. 
You look across the entire league, there's always guys that every team has a bad contract. But that goes back to what Tim said when he was saying that. MLBPA the market yeah. is, is also one of the strongest unions in sports and that they've gotten to this point where they have guaranteed contracts like that and they're you know, they're the furthest ahead in terms of contracts than I think in any sport for the players at least. And then in their latest contract dispute the consensus was that the owners won. So this might be a little posturing by the owners who have all of a sudden a little more power. I want, I, I think we're just tipping the iceberg on this one. I really do. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. What happens if there's a strike? What happens to the game? Uh, I don't know how the game recovers. I don't. It's I, I don't. It's tough because like, they're already talking about all these changes and stuff. And, no, and the players don't want to go with these pitch clocks. The players refuted all that stuff and the changes they want to make to make the game you know, quicker. In that aspect, so it's like the game's in kind of a flux right now. Chris Archer said uh, he doesn't want the play clocks because you know baseball is meant to be three hours long, and if you don't want to watch a three-hour game, don't watch baseball. He doesn't care. But then again, of course, he doesn't care. He's not. It's, well, it's tough with baseball because if it's a high-scoring game, it's a four-hour game, right? It's a yeah. three-and-a-half-hour game. And if it's one nothing, it's two hours, and it was boring to the casual fan. Like, nothing happened. You can't win if you're baseball. It's tough. It's tough. So, like... I don't know. I, I'm a big baseball fan because I played it my whole life and I just grew up on it. So it's easy to appreciate either of those games. Like, I, I love either of those games, whereas the casual fan wants it to be over with. And if it was 0-0, what happened? I just wasted two hours of my life. And if it's a shootout, it's like, well, I have work tomorrow. It's midnight already. You know what's going on. End this game already. So it's tough. And if that, the strike only hurts that if that were to happen. I mean, we'll see. Do you think, would you give J.D. Martinez eight years? How old is J.D. Martinez? 28? I gotta look it up. He might be like 30, 29. Can you I always like to think about it. If, if put, put yourself in your your favorite team. He's 30 shoes. years old. 30? No. Would you want the Mets to give him that so kind of deal? He's age 31 no. season. He turns 31 in August. No, he, I'm, not giving him 20, I'm not giving him eight years. What do you give I'd him? consider it from an AL club. Cons- He'll I'm, DH for like the back end of his career. Five is where I'd go. Well, that's where the Red Sox. That's are. where the Red Sox are at. Yeah. I think the Red Sox gave him a fair deal. See Hosmer on the other hand, like you say, there's Hosmer a lot of, can get a seven year deal. There's a lot of people who are not signing contracts or whatever. But how many of them? I mean, we don't know. Like, how many years are they fucking asking for? And maybe it's just like absurd. It's like, dude, what? Like, you're not gonna fucking like you're in the market for yeah, an was, eight year deal. But and, like, that was there's the no way that's been said already before them. I know that's just like that's what I'm saying. Like you give these the top guys, you give them ten years, which you know Bryce Harper is 25 years old. Like all right, ten years, like whatever. We know we're getting with Bryce Harper for the next ten years, but that is an anomaly. It's that doesn't that shouldn't set the precedent that like you know he's ten years. The people below him will get eight. It's like no, dude. For the most part, everyone else is going to get five year deals. I mean, but JD Martinez also had 40 home runs and like 120 RBIs. So he's and no Shady slouch. has been one of the best hitters in baseball for the last like four yeah, years. Yeah, he's not like a nobody. Also put the Diamondbacks into the playoffs if you think about it. Yeah, it's like single hand catapulted there. them. Yeah. He's also 30 years old though. Yo, he's a beast. 30 is the middle of the prime in baseball. Like your prime in baseball is from 28 to 33. I'm talking about the tail end of a contract. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I've been arguing. Like you give him an eight year deal, right? Until he's 35, it's dope that he's making 30 million dollars a year. But those last three years, that's what the owner is thinking about. No one's going to want to pick him up at that point if he shot and his production has gone down. And you're fucked. DH him. Anyway, that's our show. (laughs) Uh, We are not ending on picks. 
Yeah. It's yeah. been a while. It has been a while. You know what I'm My bad. Just the last touch on f- baseball, fantasy baseball. Now you're talking about like picks and stuff. It's going to be, it's interesting. Like drafts coming up. Mm. Start of the, I guess, March as early as early as early March. And you have guys who are in science. Like, how do you draft now? Someone's going to get J.D. Martinez in, like, the eighth round of their draft Especially and get a Especially in, like, steal. keeper leagues. It gets super interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready for some Brodo. And take on this. It's coming soon. Where can they find you, Tim? At Temper Trap on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. At Brodo Fantasy. It's coming back soon, people. I promise. We're on a little bit of a hiatus, but we're coming back strong for baseball. Stay with us. Uh, Nick? LamVM10 on all social medias. Check out the YouTube channel. We're going to be pumping out more things on there. MP and I broke down a video of our reactions to the KP injury. I was joined by Nolan, MMA underscore Kings on Twitter. Big UFC guy to break down a little bit of uh, 221 on there. And uh, at Degeneration Bet on Twitter is uh, the DB show. We got some fun stuff coming up this week. Everyone say a prayer for Nick for quality season. Yeah, man, big, big, big weekend, big weekend. I'll definitely be uh, first, investing. First prize is twenty k. Twenty five people left. Twenty k first place, guaranteed eight hundred dollars. Even if I come on last, I spent twenty to get into this contest. So a great investment. So uh, next tab on. Nick. How long has it been? What. It's three, a three, it, shows. It, it's three shows. This is round three. I've always wanted to yell best in the world like I'm CM Punk. <laughs> And I feel like if I come in first place, I'll be able to say that. And there's actually meaning behind it. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully I could I could put that out. Also, DraftKings sends out a tweet saying congratulations to the winner. And <laughs> that might be put up on the wall. That'll be here. laminated. That's going to be laminated and framed in here. I'm telling you. <laughs> laminated. Uh, ah, uh, Impy, where can they find you and your good puns? Uh, IMPY2 underscores you right now, Twitter and Instagram. At Endovito27 on Twitter and the gram. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at Joe Sandigato and the show at Veterans Minimum. And go like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Veterans Minimum. Stop eating Tide Pods. And that is all. <laughs> See you next time. Let's do it again.